Alright, I'm really excited about this topic tonight because it is something that God has been working in my life for a very long time. And one of the things that I have looked at and said, God, how do I get to the place that you want me to be? And often what happens is this, is, uh, let's phrase it this way. How many of you have ever heard a preacher say to you that you've got to walk by faith, or you've got to get this thing by faith, or you've got to operate by faith in this thing, or something else? Have you ever heard that statement before? Okay. Now comes the question, how do I do that? You know, they always quote Hebrews 11.1, 1, it says, faith, come, uh, faith is the evidence of things hoped for, and things not yet seen. Or they quote Romans 10, where it says, um, faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word. And so you sit down and you think, okay, if I get some scripture inside, I'm going to have this faith operating in my life. Well, let me tell you something. We need to have a practical thing on how does faith work. How do I grow my faith so that I can get to a place where I can actually see things happen? How many of you actually want to see a miracle take place in your life? How many of you actually want to call things into your life and start seeing it happening? For instance, how many of you need a healing and you want a real miracle of healing in your life? How many of you want a miracle of financial release of debt in your life? Or you want to sit down and trust God for relationships? It could be a rebellious child, it could be anything. You know, you have to do this by faith. And the Bible says very clearly that we cannot follow the world system because the world system is not going to produce godly results. And so if we follow the world system, we are going to come short. So I need to develop this. In fact, the disciples asked Jesus at one stage and said, How do we grow our faith? Help us to grow our faith. And so we need to know how to do this. If I go through the Bible, Jesus Christ rebuked the disciples many times and He keeps saying, You are of little faith. No, one time He actually said, You are no faith. But most times it was, You are little faith. Why don't you trust me? Way back. (laughs) Alright. This microphone is very dangerous. It's got a button right on it. Why don't you trust me? And Jesus asked the question and said, Listen, why is it that you don't, you see the miracles and yet you still doubt me? You don't trust me. So I want you to see that faith is something that trusting God is going to grow. We have to grow that faith. It is not something that is going to be there. It's going to come naturally and it's going to come big in your life. Now my problem has been, is that I've been around men and women of God who operate out of a gift of something. One of the the gifts of the Spirit. For instance, let's take a gift of healing. So I sit down and I see this person operating with a gift of healing. They lay hands on the sick and suddenly just about everybody they pray for gets healed. And I'm going, wow, this is fantastic. This guy's got supernatural faith. He can trust God for this. But yet when I speak to that same person afterwards, they can't trust God for finance. Or they can't trust God for anything else. They've only got this area where they're seeing miracles. And then I discovered, hang on, it is not faith that's bringing those miracles in. It is actually a gift of the Holy Spirit that is operating. So they can prophesy fantastically, but they can't trust God for something else. So I said to God, God, how do I develop my faith? How do I get to a place of actually trusting you? To the point where I can see something happen. You see, if you take Peter, okay, the first point, now I'm going to give you a few points now, I want you to write this down. The first point in getting your faith started, 
The Bible does say, in Romans chapter 10 verse 17, write it down, it says, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. Okay, so the first point is this, is I need to know the Bible. I need to know what the Bible says. Right? So once I know what the Bible says, I now have a bit of head knowledge. How many of you can quote me a scripture on healing? Give me one scripture on healing, quickly. By stripes, stripes, we were healed. Who knows that scripture? Put up your hand. Who's heard it before? Everybody knows that scripture. But how many of us have been sick? How many of us have not got our healing when we were sick? Straight away. Alright, why? Because we have not activated that scripture in our lives. I'm just using one scripture as an example. Every one of us are guilty of this, including me. I sit down and I say to God, God, I'm trying so hard with spiritual stuff, but somewhere I have failed in the faith area. Do you know what I did? I sat down and said, okay, speaking in tongues is going to release something in my life. So I used to pray in tongues an hour every morning and an hour... I did not do that. An hour every morning and an hour every night. And I used to sit down and pray in tongues and pray in tongues and pray in tongues. And guess what? I still received nothing. I said, God, this isn't fair. I'm praying. I'm praying probably more than everybody else around that I know. And I'm not seeing squat. I'm not seeing the miracles operating in my life. I'm not seeing this faith thing of drawing it into the natural so that I can see a change. So I said, God, what is going on here? And it's taken me years to discover practically how to do this. It's taken me years, literally, because nobody's coming to me and saying, Arthur, here is how you operate in faith to get something. And I'm going to teach you tonight on how to do that. I'm going to learn how to do this. I want to tell you it's not going to come quickly. It's not going to come overnight, but you are going to get there. So your first step is this, is I need to know what the Bible says. So let's take, let's take healing as an example, okay? So we've got our scripture now. We know the scripture. The second point that you need, and it's critical that you get this, is that you need to have a revelation of that scripture. I need to have a revelation of that scripture. Now let me give you an example of where this thing happened in the Bible. How many of you know the story of Peter? Peter is one of my favorite characters. Now the first thing that happened with Peter was this. Here comes Jesus, he says, I need a boat. Now Peter goes, okay, you can use my boat. You can go read this up, it's very interesting. So here comes Jesus, he uses his boat, and he's standing on on Peter's boat. And as he's standing on Peter's boat, and he's preaching very well, and doing everything that he needs to do. But at the end of the day, he says to Peter, listen, Peter, I'm finished with your boat now. He says to Peter, Peter, and remember, Peter was busy washing his nets on the side. And you can go read this in Luke. And he's busy washing his nets. And Jesus says to him, Peter, go and take your nets and go and cast it out on the other side of your boat. And you'll catch some fish. And Peter goes, logically, listen, I've been fishing the whole night. There's no ways I'm going to do this now. I've just washed all my nets. And then Jesus says, doesn't even answer me. But now listen to what Peter says. He says, but because you have said so, I'm going to go do it. That word said so is a rhema word. Now it's not a logos word. In other words, a logos is, I know the scripture. I know what he said. How many of you know some scripture in the Bible? You know it. Okay? But it's not a revelation to you. And here Peter goes, I trust that word. I have a revelation because you said so. Now look, he didn't even go and do what he was told to do. Jesus said, go throw all your nets out. He goes, not a chance, I'm going to throw one net. 
Go read it in Luke. He goes and takes one net, probably an old one that was lying around, deciding, I'm not going to go wash all this again. Goes and throws it out. In fact, the Bible says that he caught so many fish that it started to sink more than one boat. Okay, because remember, his boat was sinking, then he had to go and call his chormers to come and help him, and eventually they were all nearly sinking. But what is important is this, is, is that Peter got a revelation of the word that was spoken. He got that thing in his heart. He got a rhema in his heart. It came and penetrated his heart. The minute you have a penetration of the word in your life, it is the start to building your trust. Are you guys with me? So that, Later on, when there was a storm, and Jesus comes walking on the water, Peter goes to him and says, Hey, if it's you, say come. The minute Jesus says come, Peter's out of the boat and starts walking. Why? Because he had had a test, he had grown from trusting him with one fishing net, to trusting him to say, I can also walk on the water. Okay, he didn't last very long. But guess what? He at least got there. He's the only guy in the Bible who could say, listen, I did walk on water. Even if it was a few steps, I did this, you didn't do this. But what he had done is he started to grow his faith. Now yes, he made a lot of mistakes on the way. But that's why by the time he got full of the Holy Spirit and he got really powered up, he could go to the guy and say, silver and gold I don't have, but what I have in Jesus' name, get up. He had faith to release the power for any miracle after that. Now his faith had to grow. And the same is going to happen with us. Okay? We need to know that when I have a scripture, I have to read it over and over and over and over until it becomes a revelation in my heart. Something deep down inside. And I want to encourage you, go and take, even if it's one scripture, of something that you are looking for, that you are needing in your life and take it over and over and over and say, God, I stand on this scripture. I thank you, God, that this scripture is real. And as I call this thing in in my life, I know that it's going to take place. Let's go to Mark chapter 11 quickly. And tonight it's really going to be a double barrel shotgun because I'm going to deal with a lot of things and I want you just to try and keep up with me because I really want to cover these things. If you take these principles, I believe that God is going to start growing up the church and we're going to start seeing things that you've never seen before. Mark chapter 11 verse 24. It says, Therefore I say to you, Whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. Whatever you ask to pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. So number one was, I need the word, I need the scripture that I need to stand on. Number two, I need to make it a revelation in my heart. Alright, once I have a revelation in my heart, then I'm going to get somewhere. Right? Number three, I need to receive it. I need to receive it. Is it there in the natural? No. In the spirit realm, I need to sit down and say, God, I receive that miracle in Jesus' name. I receive that finance in Jesus' name. I receive that healing in Jesus' name. I receive that relationship restoration in Jesus' name. Whatever it is, you say, God, and that is once you've got a revelation that God is going to do it. I believe your word. I know your word is true. I stand on your word. I thank you, God, that you have said it and that settles it. 
And then you sit down every single day after that, and you start saying, thank you God that I'm going to see that thing in operation. That thing is going to manifest right now, in the name of Jesus. And you do not let anybody talk you out of that thing. As soon as they say something natural, that is contrary to that, you say, that scripture comes up straight away. By His stripes I am healed. I am, thank you God that I am healed. I am healed. I have that miracle in the name of Jesus. I have that finance that I need. I have that thing that I need. Whatever it is, specifically, and you start putting your faith out for that thing. And I'm telling you right now, the Bible is very clear. What starts in the spiritual ends in the natural. Everything spiritual controls the natural. Listen to me. Spiritual always controls the natural. And the Bible says that in our carnal mind, we will not understand it and we will think it's stupid. How many of you think it's quite stupid if I'm sick, that all I'm doing is, is busy doing positive confession? Come on, that sounds dumb. Yeah, 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 you can sit down and talk nice and whatever, but you're not going to get it. You know what? Everything that Jesus Christ did was coming out of the supernatural. Everything. Did you know that even Jesus Christ did that? Where did Jesus get it? Jesus Christ. Let's take Jesus Christ as the perfect man. Don't think of Him as God right now. He's the man walking on this earth doing exactly what He expects us to do. Okay? So where does Jesus get His word from? What did Jesus do every single night? He went to go and speak to the Father. Right? And what does Jesus often say? I only do what I see my Father do. You understand? What I see my Father do, I do. What did, what did Jesus do 99% of the time over any situation? What did He do? He spoke. Be healed. You understand? Come out. Whatever it was. Jesus spoke all the time. Verse 3. Uh, victory be cursed. You know, all these things. He would do all of these things. He would be speaking and releasing power all the way. So what did Jesus do? Jesus got the word from the Father. He got the word from the Father. And He would sit down and go, I believe this. To the point that even if the boat was sinking, He was sleeping. He, did, he wasn't phased by the natural. He wasn't phased at all by the natural. He never got phased at all about the 5,000 who needed food. Not once did you ever see Jesus Christ in a panic mode. Oh shucks, he has a problem. This is a bit bigger than what I thought. Okay, Jesus Christ never panicked about anything. Why? Because he had his faith in God. He made it very clear. Guys, I need you to start trusting me. And do not do it on the natural. Do it from the spiritual. What does it mean to do it on the spiritual? In other words, even if your head is screaming in another direction, you start doing this thing and you're going to start seeing results. Okay? And once you get these steps right, I get a scripture, I get it, a revelation of that, and that could take you some time, by the way, folks. That's why the Bible says, meditate on my word day and night. Sometimes the natural is screaming at you. Let's say that you that you looks like your business is going bankrupt. People are phoning you every day, all the time. Something's really going wrong. I'm telling you right now, you can't just sit down, your mind's going, ah, well, fine, let's just relax and trust God. Come on, who's ever been in a crisis before? How many of you have had your emotions screaming so loud that you can't even, you can't even pray? 
It's like, oh God, you're not going to hear me out of this mess. In that, I want to tell you right now, don't try and build your faith in the battle. Build your faith before the battle comes. Get used to building it in revelation. And say, God, I'm not even going to let sickness in my house. I'm going to have a revelation of health. I'm going to push that sickness away that I will not see a doctor. Now we are not all there. I'm not there. I'm not at the place right now where I never ever get sick. But I'm starting to push through with this thing and say, God, I am trusting you. I thank you that this is a revelation in my life. One of the scriptures that I have had as a revelation in my life is 1 John 4 verse 4. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. To the point that no Satanist can sit down in my presence and be relaxed. And it's not because I'm arrogant. It's because I have faith in God that His word is true. I have faith that greater is He. And let me tell you something, when you see it starting to be demonstrated, and they're starting to panic and do all the things, then you realize, hang on, this is real. Once you've got a revelation of something, it is easy to fight the battle. It's when you're not sure, then you're constantly fighting fear and doubt. How many of you sit down and say, I believe God, but at the same time I'm not sure. I believe God, but at the same time my head's going, this might not work. Or what's the natural plan for this? Come on, have you ever heard that? Yes, I have a lot. Say. And then you get this fear, and you go, well, what, what, what? You know what? That what, what should get out of your life. Because the Bible says that if you trust God, you may not be double-minded. You may not doubt. So I want to help us today. How do I walk in faith? How do I walk and see the results in my life? I get a scripture. I get a revelation. And then I claim it. I claim that thing that I'm looking for. And I say, God, I'm going to do that. And after that, the Bible says, fight the good fight of faith. How do I fight the good fight of faith? I constantly and permanently start confessing and thanking God for that result. Until I see it in the natural. Until I see it in the natural. No matter what anybody says, no matter what anybody does. And let me tell you something, when you start seeing one thing start happening, two things, then I can move my faith to something else. You know, this time I've had to push it. You might be able to do it in one area. God, I thank you for the provision of my family. Do you know how strict the Bible is with this? How far we are? The Bible says that you should not even worry about what you're going to eat tomorrow or wear tomorrow or any of that because God says, He made a promise, He said, listen, I, the Gentiles are busy fighting for that. They are busy worrying about it. The unsaved are busy fighting for that. I know that you've got needs. I know that you need that. I'll take care of it. How many of you have ever worried about how you're going to feed your family the next day? Or what you're going to do about the next thing? Come on, have you ever been in a situation that's been tight? You see, that is not God. That is man's natural way. That's how you know if you're in the world system. But if you can go and sleep in the midst of that chaos and say, God, your word's true. I'm going to get a revelation of this. I'm going to see you come through with me. Then it's going to change a lot of things. So I want to challenge us tonight. How do I get this thing to operate? How do I start seeing stuff? I need us to start trusting God for things. I need to start having a place. How many of you want to get to the place when you speak a word, there is an authority on what you said that changes the situation? That is why the only difference... I've been in 
situations where somebody who has got a demon inside of them actually speaks out and will say to somebody next to me, you have no authority, you can't cast me out. Actually tell them. And I'm going, but how come? They're Christians. Why don't they have authority? They've just not got a revelation of it. They've got a head knowledge, they've got a scripture somewhere, but they don't have a revelation on it. And I'll go, and me, pal? And then they start screaming and going, well. And it's not, listen to me, it's not because I'm arrogant or special or something. It's just that I have had a revelation in that thing. Another guy can come to me and say, listen, I can pray for healing because I've got a revelation in this thing. I have got a revelation and I trust God and I'm going to call this healing in in Jesus' name and you will be healed. And no symptom is going to not bow down. And they get healed. Do you understand what I'm saying? This is how I start walking by faith. The Bible says that the just shall live by faith. No other way. And I want to ask you, how many of us are actually trusting God or how many of us are still trusting our own plans? Or our work or whatever. Let me tell you something, most of us are still so busy in the world that we are not trusting the Lord. You see, we should not be going through rough times biblically. Let me give you a scripture quickly. 1 Corinthians chapter 3 verse 19. I want to give you something here that's going to maybe shock you. 1 Corinthians chapter 3 verse 19. You see the power of Jesus Christ is far stronger than any natural situation that we're in. Okay, let's take it from verse 20. And again, the Lord knows the thoughts of the wise, that they are futile. In other words, as clever as you think that you might be, they actually come to nothing in the Spirit. Okay, so he says, the thoughts of the wise are futile. Verse 21. Therefore, let no man boast in men, for all things are yours. All things are yours. So don't think that you are going to sit down and trust in a man's idea. The Bible says, whatever you need in your life is yours. Whatever you need, if you need a new house, it can come through faith. If you need a new car, you can faith it in. What's the change, Mike? Alright, if you need anything in your life, you need debt cancellation, you can faith it in. The reason why we don't have things is because we've never claimed them. We've never said, listen, in the spirit it is mine. I need it to manifest in the natural now. In the spirit this is mine. I need to be the provision for other people. Jesus Christ never ever lacked anything. Jesus Christ actually said to the guys, He didn't say, please give me some money so that I can keep my ministry going. He said, come, anyone of you who are hungry, let me feed you. And He did it more than once. And in fact, he says, you can eat as much as you want. Till you lack a dikhafriyat. And then we still collect the leftovers. Just to show you that there's an absolute abundance. We should be feeding the world, feeding the last naturally, and saying, listen, I've got enough material stuff to give out to whoever. The problem that we've got is, is that we don't ever release our faith for that. We don't sit down and say, God, I thank you for a million. I thank you for ten million. I thank you for a hundred million. Not for my self-gain because it will destroy me, but for the gospel so that I can go and make a difference. So let's start off with the small thing. You know, Jesus Christ says, you'll do greater things than I did. 
Okay? Now remember that they were straight after he cursed the fig tree. And then he says, listen, if you want to move the mountain, you can move the mountain. But he says, you have to have faith to do that. I have to have faith to move these things in my life. Now I want to show you how some of these things operate so that we can see the difference. Okay? Let's go back to tongues. How many of you want to see power operating in your life? Come on, let's see. Who wants power operating in your life? I want serious power operating in my life. In Acts chapter 1 verse 8, I want you to see this. It says that after this you shall receive power. After the Holy Spirit has come upon you. So that you can be witnesses for me in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, everywhere else. Now let me tell you something. That word power is the word dunamis. It means explosion. It means power that is going to break bondages and it's going to change situations around you. But how many of us know that there's something very important with the word dunamis? We get two words out of that. We get the word dynamo and we get the word dynamite from it. Dynamo is self-generating power. In other words, it's built up inside. You do not need an external stimuli to carry on with this. So when I come and I have the power of the Holy Spirit, it is generated from within me and it comes out and it can release a miracle in your life. But in order for me to see miracles take place in people's lives, I need to have the faith to go with it. I need to believe that when I speak to a demon, it's going to listen. Are you guys with me? So my first step is this. I need to build my faith. I need to build my faith to the place where I can genuinely trust God and believe His Word. If I do not believe that the Bible is true, and God is going to do what He says He's going to do, the Bible says, without faith it's impossible to please Him. So my first step is this, I need to trust Him. If I trust Him, I can then start releasing the power. When does power get released in your life? Let me explain. Jesus Christ would go to the Father and get the Word, he will get the revelation, and when He spoke it out, he would, re- he would release it as Logos Word, in other words, communication, with power that would come out. You guys with me? So, when I need to release power on the earth, I need to sit down and I need to pray in the Holy Spirit. This is where the Holy Spirit comes in. The Holy Spirit praying in tongues does two things. Number one, it builds me up so that my spirit man is ready to receive everything that comes. So I pray in tongues so that I can get built up. So that when I need to get the revelation, it's got to come into my spirit. Okay, now I know a lot of you are like looking, hey, on the ass now. I don't understand this. Let me make it practical. How many of you, if you read a scripture... I cannot make that revelation to myself by myself. You cannot read a scripture and go, okay, God loves me. And you go, wow, God really loves me. I've got this thing. How many of you have struggled? You know God loves you, but you still struggle that God loves you. Come on, let's be honest. You've been there. So revelation does not come by just hearing it once. But when I pray in the Spirit, my spirit man gets built up. Okay, you with me? Where I get a revelation, where do I get that revelation? Where does it take place in my life? In my spirit. 
I need that revelation in my spirit, man, to get alive. Remember, it's not about your head, it's about your spirit. So when I build myself up in tongues, it's easier to receive a revelation in my spirit. Are you guys with me? The Holy Spirit comes and gives me that revelation. And when I have that revelation, I speak it out, and it comes out with power. And then I'll start seeing things. So if I am here to release an anointing on somebody, I first have to have a revelation in my life. That's why it's easy. How many of you gone to guys and say, please pray for me, I want to touch like you had a touch. Come on, have you seen it? You've got great men of God and say, God, just lay hands on me. I want what you got. I want a transference. Give me something that you got. Okay, I know that. Why you guys look so... Uh, have you never done that in your life? Some of us go up there five, six times. Pray for me, pray for me, pray for me. I want some of what you got. Amen. Now, why is it that that guy is carrying some power that you don't? Let me tell you what it is. He has a revelation or an encounter with God to such an extent that that revelation carries him. That revelation in his spirit. God loves me. I'm full of power. Everybody's full of power, but not everybody carries it. Why? Not everybody's got that revelation yet. So now, we call it the Mack truck experience. Where the Holy Spirit gets hold of you. It changes you so much. God gets hold of you so much that you're never the same again. And you sit down and say, God, I'm never going to be the same again because of this experience. I had it when I was 13. And I know when God got hold of me. But after that, I had a revelation. Let me make it another way, make it simple. Who prays in tongues? Pray in tongues? Right. Do I need to convince you that tongues is for today? Do I need to convince you? Why not? Because you can pray in tongues. You understand? Once I've had that revelation, I don't need to fight it anymore. I don't need a new revelation. Oh, I can pray in tongues. I've got it. I know that. So when I've had an experience with the Holy Ghost, I know that I've got power. When I've had an experience with healing, I know that. And you just need it once in your life. Because you can say, God, if you can hear me once, you can do it twice. I trust you a second time. Just as much as fast as the first time. Who's ever got healed in their lives? Right. So you say, God, if I can do it once, I can do it again. I can do it again. Then the more I try, the easier it becomes. So I want to challenge us tonight. When we sit down and say we walk in a walk of faith, that there's two dimensions. One is I need stuff coming to me. I need to bring healing to me. I need to bring financial stuff to me. I need relationships restored. I need stuff. But two, I need to stand in faith to set others free. I need to release. I need to release. I need to release. I want to be able to sit down and speak. And as I speak... The power of darkness is broken off you just because of the words, because of the authority that comes out of my mouth. How do I get that? I have a revelation in my spirit. How do I get the revelation? I pray in tongues and then I go to the word. And I start getting the scripture and I get a revelation. Now let me tell you where I went wrong. I prayed in tongues many hours. I knew my revelation was greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. I knew how to release the anointing. I knew how to release that power to break stuff off people's lives. I knew how to tell the devil to get lost. But I never ever knew how to step in faith to be able to bring that stuff to me. Why? 
Because I'd never ask God to do that. I'd pray a prayer and say, God, please take care of this thing. And nothing would happen because my heart would be full of fear. My heart would be full of doubt. I'd say, God, I know that you can heal that person and you can do that. But I just, I struggled with it in my own life. Why? Because I did not understand that I needed, as much as I need a revelation to break a bondage of your life, I need a revelation that the Word is real for me. I need to call it in. So what did I do? Slowly but surely, and I'm in this process, folks, I'm not there. Okay? I now sit down and have a list of scriptures, of stuff that I pray every single day. Every day I start getting into the Word. I pray in the Spirit, but then I take the scriptures, and I have a list of them. In fact, in my Bible I've got a copy. I've got 19 pages of scriptures that I go through every single day. And it's not every single day, I miss a day here and there, but... As much as I can, I go through it, and I read it, and I read it, and I read it, and I don't just memorize the scriptures, which I can. But I say, God, give me a revelation. Give me one scripture that I'm really going to stand on. And the one scripture that I'm trusting God for right now is this. God is able to make all grace abound to me. Okay, that I always have more than enough in every area. I want to get to the place, if anybody has a need, that I have an answer, that I have enough faith to pull you through whatever it is. If you have a physical need, I must have enough resources to sort that out. If it's a spiritual need, I must have a spiritual authority to break off whatever is wrong in your life. If it's an emotional thing, I need to have spiritual godly counsel to sort that out. And that is what I call a Christian. I'm not there yet. I'm still busy calling things into my family so that I can have an abundance. I am years behind where I should be. If I got taught this when I was 13 years old, I would have been a lot further today, folks. If I knew how to walk in faith, I knew how to activate that faith. So I want to tell you, if I activate this faith and I start growing in these four steps... Sounds so simple. There are three ways that stuff comes to you. Write this down. Three ways. Either God's going to give you a divine contact, you're going to be in the right place at the right time. Okay? You're going to be in the right place at the right time, supernaturally. Number two. God is going to send somebody to you supernaturally. Okay, so you're, going to, you're either going to get it the right place, right time, divine contact. Supernaturally, something's going to come to you. You're going to get a phone call out of somebody that you've never expected. Somebody's going to come to you and say, God spoke to me in the middle of the night. Let me tell you something, we think that that doesn't happen. It does happen. It really does happen. Okay? And the third way... Is, is that God is going to give you supernatural creative ideas to let something come to you. God can make you one simple idea that you go and do can change your life forever. Now let me make this very practical. If you're a business person 
And you need to start trusting God for stuff. You need to sit down and say, God, I'm going to put my faith in my business. I'm going to activate my faith for whatever I need. Do I need divine contracts? Yes. I need 10 contracts this week or this month. God, I thank you for quotes that are going to come in. Not going to waste my time. I call those quotes in. I write down, I need 10 quotes this month. Whatever it is that you're trusting God for. So I need this. And you start trusting God and say, God, according to your word, you said that, that you became poor so I can become rich. I get the scripture. I get a revelation. I am rich. Somebody asks you, how are you doing? I am blessed. I am rich. I thank God that I'm prosperous. And your bank account could go zero, zero, point zero, zero. Why? Because you cannot look at the natural if you're going to deal with supernatural. You see, God wants us to get to a supernatural realm because the world system is going to get tougher. I mean, we were talking about it. When I was younger, my dad took us on holiday, every holiday. I mean, you know, every school holiday we'd go camping or do something. Now, we did trips right up to Namibia, all over the place and road trips and stuff. And it wasn't that my dad was a multi-millionaire. It was just an average family. That's what everybody could do. Now you go and ask the average family, when last you been on holiday? Five years ago? Six years ago? We can't afford it. You know, oh, we've got a little bit of break. We just sleep. Now listen, life is getting tougher. And we sit down and we look at the natural. You know, the petrol price is going up, this is going up, that's going up. And we start panicking eventually saying, God, we can't anymore. God says, I've never asked you to trust in the world system. God says the world system is going to get worse. The end of days is going to get tougher. But it doesn't have to get tougher for the Christian. The reason why is because we have a lack of faith. So don't do things the natural way because you're going to get the natural results. So I want to challenge us to take God at His word and say, God, you became poor so that I could become rich. God, you said that you'll take care of what we're going to eat and clothe ourselves. We are not going to fear with us. You said, according to your word, that we have got healing. According to your word, we have got blessing. We have got peace where there's no peace in your home. And by faith, start calling that thing in. But lay claim and put a figure to it and put an item to it. If you need a new house, God, here's my house. That house is mine. And for the rest of the time, for months later, you sit down and say, God, I thank you for my house. I thank you for that. And not just say it to convince yourself. If you're going to do that, that's doubt. Oh yeah, this is going to be mine, this is going to be mine. No, it's based on a revelation of a scripture that you've had. What is the scripture that you are quoting? What is the scripture that is backing that statement of faith? What is the word that you are standing on? And when you get that right, I promise you, you're going to start seeing results. I actually want to challenge you to sit down and write it down. Take one thing, just try this. And see how long it takes before you get it and come and testify and tell us how you got it. And what you got. What scripture you stood on. How you did it. Because we want to see how faith operates in action. See often we see men and women of God. And they say I am a person of faith. And they're operating. They don't teach us how they do that. You know I can come out. You see the end result. 
I could stand there and say, devil, come out in Jesus' name. And you see this authority operating, you see the power operating, you don't have a clue how I got there. How did I get there? We see the end result and the manifestation of the faith. But we don't know the walk. We don't know the process. How did they get there? What did they do? And most preachers don't want to teach us that. Right from now, I want to trust God that everybody's situation starts turning in Jesus' name. I want you to sit down and say, what? I'm going to take time out and go and say, God, what am I going to trust you for? Just one item to start with. Because once you've got one item right, you can say, listen, I got that right, I'll do another one. You see, a lot of us have done this, but it's by God's grace that we're still here, I'm telling you. I believe that half the time we've got this thing so mixed up and so dear my God. I know that in my folks' life, they would get a scripture and stand on it and believe God and stand on it and stand on it. But let me tell you something. One thing we didn't do, we never claimed in anything. It's by God's grace that something came. We would sit down and just say, God, we thank you that you're going to get us out of this mess. We don't have a clue. But we didn't get specific and say, God, we have not because we ask not. And yet God's very clear and He gives us clear cut inscriptions. And He says, listen, in Scripture, believe that you receive and you will have it. Now what are you wanting? Most of us confess, but we never receive and claim it. Okay, so how many of you are keen on this? Alright, I want us to start trusting God because I do not want to walk in the flesh anymore. The flesh is going to let us down. I want to be able to walk into any situation and change it. And you will see, the more you practice your faith, the more you practice trusting God, the more things are going to start happening for you, and the easier it is to trust God for other things. Once you've got three or four things under your belt, you'll see, this is not so hard, God. I can trust you for this too now. I can trust you for that. I can trust you for that. I can tell you now, if I had had 10 or 15 years of practice, I promise you I'll be trusting God for massive stuff by now. I'm also in the learning curve. I'm also testing the word out. I'm also doing it exactly like you. So let's get together and say, God, from tonight, we are going to push this thing through. In Jesus' name. Yes. Something popped in my head. Um, faith like a child. And not question. We question everything when we grow up. When we were kids, we used to scale tall trees and we look down. We used to jump across rocks and not worry about the water. We used to walk across poles and not worry about water. Then you grow up and you look at the tree and you think, there's a fireman who's going to get the cats. I'm not going to lose a leg because I'm going to farm that pole. We question and we worry and we overcomplicate things where faith like a child, those who believe or receive. Yeah, now look, look at exactly what, where's the problem that we got there? Alright, the problem is this, is, is that we are trying to evaluate stuff on the natural. Do you understand? We sit down and go, well this is not logical. Why do we do this when we should be doing this? What we should be doing is doing the world system. The Bible is very clear. The, the spiritual man does not understand the carnal stuff. The carnal stuff doesn't understand the spiritual. So the spiritual man doesn't work with the carnal because you work in a different system. If you understand this, the spirit world actually controls the natural. 
And if you can change things in the spirit, you can change things in the natural. Are you guys with me? How do I change things in the spirit? I actually do what the Bible says. Because God says, He has your handbook on how to change the spirit. If you get and believe this, even though you don't understand it, you can change this. And everything here is actually yours. If you want it. But you don't have it because you don't ask for it. All you have to do is go and get it. But without doubting. And I'm giving you the steps on how to change things in the spirit realm and bring it into the natural. See, God has always, always operated off a spiritual level. Always. Jesus Christ always operated supernaturally. Always. I mean, walking on water wasn't a problem for Him. Turning water into wine. I mean, you just name the miracles and stuff one after the next. Nothing was an issue. Nothing. Every time they tried to kill him, he would go down and he wouldn't even be afraid. He'd walk through them and walk away. Why? Because he goes, listen, you're not going to touch me. I decide when to lay my life down. The time's not ready, so you're not going to get anything right. How do we know that? Remember when they did come to arrest him, he just opened his mouth and they all lay on the floor under the power. He actually had to say, soldiers, will you please wake up and come and arrest me? Literally, that's what he was doing. He was saying, okay, it's time for me to lay my life down. I can't. That's why Jesus Christ shut up at all the court cases. Are you the son of God? He kept dead quiet. Why? Because if he said that, you'll never get to the cross. The whole place will be under the power. How did he get there? He had a revelation of who he was. He had a revelation. And when he had it, every time he spoke, the authority came out. The power came out. If you have a revelation of who you are, the authority is going to flow. How do you get the words with authority? Get a revelation of the scripture. If you have a revelation of that scripture, you have authority. What does that do? It brings it from the spirit into the natural. Very simple. How many of you are going to look for revelation now? Amart, we need a lot of revelation. If you have a revelation, nobody can argue with you. Why? I know like I know, like I know, like I know, like I know. I have seen it. You can tell me what you want about authority over demons. I have seen that. I have done that. You can say what you want. I don't care. Wait until you've got to deal with a demon. Then you'll phone me. In fact, right now, I'm on my way to Cape Town. I'm leaving right here from here to go and sort out somebody who has got a demonic problem. Because I can't find somebody in Cape Town to help. So... Guys, I have a revelation on that. I don't have a problem with the devil and demons and stuff at all. In the sense of, if they rock up here, I'm not going to sit down and get into a nervous twitch. I'm totally comfortable in that environment. Why? I've got a revelation. I'm not comfortable in other areas yet. I'm not comfortable in other areas yet. I'm not sitting with a bank account that is overflowing that I can say to everybody, come for supper, eat as much as you want, whenever you want. I'm going to get there. And you guys can eat, Omar. Take home, but of course. <laughs> it's like cook up three or four scarf for supper. No problem. My wife said, we have got such a bad mindset of saying, don't be wasteful, don't be this. The Bible says, my cup runneth over. <coughs> that's biblical. That's abundance. That's a mess. That's wasteful. No, that's overabundance of blessing. We need to be there. The reason why we're not there is because we're busy with the natural system. Let's quit this natural system. I don't want to be part of the world system. 
Let's reject it. You can't be part of the world system and genuinely serve God. You can't. God, I need a supernatural revelation that will change this because of the power and authority that I carry. Because of the revelation that I carry. Let's pray.